Backfield boys, alright. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Backfield Boys. This is yours truly, Brendan, and as always, I'm joined by Lucas Kochevar and Jackson Kelly. How's it going, fellas? Oh, dude, it's going pretty good. Yep, good, good wins this weekend. Not for oh. my team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Easy dude. for. Did you see that video of Ben stumbling after making that throw? I was watching dude, the game life live. Dude, it was sad, man. I went to a bar with my friend. We were watching the games, and his team lost and my team lost, man. It was painful. I'm surprised you have a friend, dude. That's funny. <laughs> and, we, yeah, it was just – it was bad, man. I mean, it was – at first, you know, it was 7-7. Our defense was doing well, but no T.J. Watt, um, no Highsmith, our two, you know, starting edge rushers. It was just bad. And the offense is the worst Steelers offense I've ever watched. I mean, Ben's terrible. The line's terrible. Najee's trying to do his thing. But he's actually been hit on 70% of his runs behind or at the line of scrimmage this season. Jeez. Like, it's insane. Awful, dude. It, yeah, it, dude it's bad. And I was, <laughs> I was wrong about the offensive line. I'll be the first one to admit that. Because yeah, at first, you know, I thought, I thought it you was going to be You thought the PFF rankings was going to mean He's going to be revamped. Hey, look, revamped look. and revitalized. Next year or the year after that, it might be. But it's still such a young line. They're still really fresh and new playing with each other. So I kind of give them a little bit of a pass there. But oh. Ben needs to go. We need someone mobile. We need someone young. You know, maybe a Carson Strong next year. Maybe a Matt Corral. Maybe a Malik Willis. But we need someone else because Ben is – he's washed. He's a bum. He's terrible. You I'm sorry. I've Haskins. seen it. <laughs> Yeah, Josh hey, Dobbs, bro. Hey, yeah, Mason Rudolph. I mean, it, it's it's it, it's not. I, I would say the only team with a worse backup quarterback situation than us is your Falcons, Lucas. Like honestly, no, I mean, they have Josh Rosen, and Josh Rosen's god awful, and Felipe Franks is god awful. So, I mean, I think I'd take Mason well, Rudolph, who's actually had a little bit of success in the NFL over those two. But that's Josh just Rosen me. won three games on the. Literally, oh ESPN Josh said Rosen that was the worst team. Awful, man. They were Josh, Josh Rosen. Rosen is the one of only two He's quarterbacks. Learning. I don't know the other one who's went into Lambeau in December and beaten Aaron Rodgers, dude. So, does he want a cookie for bouncing around from team to team? Like, you know, I mean, I, I don't know, man. If he was so good, they would have stuck with him. I'm but telling they got you, Kyler, if so. Matt gets hurt, Josh is going to play well. I'm telling you, dude. Give Josh a chance, man. Yeah, we got to let it ride. I, I, I want to see him play. I want to see him play with, like, a Rosen versus Haskins, Steelers, Falcons. Oh, <laughs> Do you all play each other this year? No, we don't. No, I think we yeah. play them in two seasons. I'll go to the game. It's in Atlanta. Because a couple years ago, we played them in uh, Pittsburgh and won. So the next game is going to be in Atlanta. Yeah. That's insane, dude. Um, I <laughs> definitely think Rosen is better than Haskins and Rudolph. But – it doesn't matter, dude. You all have got to do something. And I personally think Matt – is it Matt Corral? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, yeah, Quarterback out of Ole Miss. I've been saying Coral for the past five weeks. But, <laughs> yeah, dude, I think he's head and shoulders above the rest of the draft prospects this year. Really? Yeah. I'm not sold on any of the other ones. The dude from Carolina sucks. I don't think he's a fourth-round S- player. Howell? Yeah. Yeah. He's been disappointing. Rattler? Yeah, I thought he was going to be good. Rattler, bro, he can't – I mean, he's okay, but I just feel like compared to the history of the last three 
that went through there, dude, he's not even close. Rattler has like big like seeing ghost vibes of NFL. Like it seems like he'll throw a ton of picks and it will be ugly. The one thing yeah. that really surprises me about Rattler and Howell and even DJ Ungulay coming into the season was those were three of the top five Heisman candidates. I mean, everyone thought that at least one of those guys would be in New York for the Heisman ceremony and they would all be in the, at least the running through three weeks. But DJ's probably been the worst of the pack. I mean, Clemson's two and two. You look at um, Sam Howell. I mean, his stats are okay, but whenever they played good competition, he looks pretty bad. And like Lucas said, Rattler's just out there seeing ghosts. I mean, the Oklahoma fans were chanting to put in the backup quarterback. That is such a quick fall from grace from a guy that was supposed to be the best quarterback in the country. Because, I mean, you look at Bryce Young, you look at Matt Corral, they're head and shoulders above every other quarterback in the country right now. And no one necessarily had Matt Corral and Bryce Young as the top two quarterbacks in college football. I mean, they might've been in the top 10, top 15, but they were definitely afterthoughts. When you looked at Rattler, when you looked at um, Sam Howell, even DJ Ungalay, people put on a pedestal because he had a couple great games last year, but this year he just seems figured out and he might have the worst offensive line in the division one FBS. <laughs> so. Oh dude. And Purdy didn't look good at all. I actually watched that game this weekend. Oh, the Iowa state losing to Baylor. Yeah. 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 Shout out to my boy Ash. He goes to Baylor, bro. He was at the game, and he said he sucked. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about the uh, Ole Miss-Bama game upcoming, Jackson? Dude, I think – I think – so, I think definitely with the line – the line's 17 and a half, ain't it? It it dropped – it's 14 and a half now, Bama. Yeah. I I think it's going to be a very close game. I think Bama pulls it out – but I think it's going to be like a 34-31 game because I think Ole Miss is better than Florida is. And I understand it's played in Bryant-Denny, but still, dude. I think Corral, I mean, that's a game he wants to improve. I mean, this is, this is a Heisman win for him. Like, if he wins this game, this mm-hmm. is like a Heisman moment. Yeah. And you know Lane Kiffin would rather win this game than the national championship. <laughs> You're probably not yeah. wrong there. <laughs> yeah. But the only thing that I – okay, so here's the thing. Like, going into this game two, three weeks ago, seeing what Ole Miss did to Louisville, see how good Matt Corral looked, and then especially after the Florida game, I was thinking, man, like, Ole Miss might be within a touchdown of us or a field goal. It's going to be a really close game. But I got to thinking about it, and I saw the line. And literally everyone I know, everyone in my Alabama group chat, all my friends in my regular group chat, everyone was pretty much saying, oh, my God, Ole Miss is going to cover. You know, I can't believe it's 14 and a half. Even that um, gambling uh, group chat we're in, Jackson, on Twitter, uh, literally everyone was saying Ole Miss is easily going to cover that 14 and a half or 70 and a half or whatever it is. They're they're, going to make it a seven three-point game. And it got me thinking, it could be a trap. Because I think Alabama is being undervalued and underrated by a lot of people right now. I'm not saying that people – because obviously you can never really underrate Alabama. Uh, 12. 12. Do you think they're being underrated by being being projected to beat the 12th ranked team by 17? No, I'm not saying they're being underrated by Vegas. I think they're being underrated by the public and by the media right now. Because a lot of people took away from that Florida game that Bama was very vulnerable. But I do think that that says something going into such a – an incredibly loud, hard to play in environment like the swamp is with a first year starting quarterback pulling out the win, you know, getting out to a lead, playing poorly after that, but still finding ways to drive the ball and win the game. I think that says something. And I also think that with Alabama, you have your most talented defense since 2016. They're figuring it out. 
Jamison Williams is going crazy. Everyone on the offense is getting better every See, single week. See, that's what and- I'm saying. You're, you're saying, saying, you know, Bryce Young did this in the swamp. That's great. But Emory is elite. And I think we all agree, Emory Jones is not that great of a quarterback, especially throwing <laughs> the ball. But his style, I would say, is more suited to beat Alabama than anyone because he's Matt so Corral dangerous can, on his feet. Matt Corral can run too. He can run, but not to the degree Emory can. And while Lane, yes, Lane had a great game against Alabama last year, 48 points. Don't get me wrong. I think last year Ole Miss was so under – like no one really thought Ole Miss was very good in week three of last year. They were very under the radar team, and they just exploded against Alabama. I feel like this year going into the game, everyone thinks Ole Miss is going to cover. Everyone thinks Ole Miss is going to give them a really, really good game. And I'm not saying it's not going to be close for a while. I think it will be. But I do think Alabama is going to end up pulling away late because, I don't A, I don't think Ole Miss's defense is nearly good enough to stop Bryce Young on hardly any drives. And B, I feel like as good as Ole Miss's offense is, they haven't played anyone. And I don't think that their running game is going to be able to get going because if there's one thing we're going to emphasize in this game, it's going to be trying to stop any kind of scrambling, any kind of running, because that's what's been killing us is the running game, not the passing game. I mean, our pass defense has been great. Our run defense has been pretty atrocious. And I think this week in practice, Saban's going to go out there and make sure that the run defense is tight. Everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone's sticking to their spots. Everyone's playing really smart football. And I just have a feeling that Bama's going to be able to control the pace of the game, you know, maybe be up by 10 to, thir- 10 to 13 points at halftime, win the game by 17 to 20, somewhere in that, maybe 14. But I do think Bama's going to win by double j- digits just because it's in Bryant-Denny. That crowd was crazy for Southern Miss. They really showed out. They stayed throughout the entire game. That was really impressive, you know, because we had a- issues a couple years ago with fans leaving early. Um, just being seeing that – and seeing Alabama just, you know, obviously they're going to blow out Southern Miss, but seeing them look so sharp and just they, they knew their spots. There wasn't any blown coverages. Everyone was all on the same page. Um, I just I feel really confident with this game. I actually feel a lot more comfortable with this game than I have against a team with an offense like that in some time. Because going against an offense like this, I'm always nervous, but there's a strange sense of calm that I feel going into this game. I think the biggest issue will be for Ole Miss mainly is the like turnovers, like because they we know that they can score and we know that Alabama can score, but if Ole Miss like can't if they're like trying to go score for score with Alabama and they turn the ball over, then that's a swing where they're not scoring and Alabama is right. So I think I think Matt Corral, if anything, it'll be a big game for him to not turn the ball over because. I feel like that's the kind of a thing with the Lane Kiffin's offenses is like they're like really fun to watch and really exciting. But if they, they can really turn the ball over, it's very like the ball security isn't like the biggest priority. It's just all these big flashy plays. And right. if that like if that turns for a couple plays here and there and Alabama capitalizes, then I could see that where it gets kind of ugly there. But I mean, I expect a good game. I I'm curious to see because I mean, this will be. I'd say a bigger offensive test because I mean Florida is like just a different skill set, but I don't think that they have like the firepower. Like I don't think that Emory Jones was pushing the ball downfield like Matt Crow will. So I feel like that'll be a change in style that will present a different challenge to the Alabama defense. No, absolutely. And speaking of college football, Jackson, your Wildcats have a huge one this week. Oh, yeah, dude, so do I. But, uh, yeah, dude, we got a big game. I'm nervous. 
How I'm confident nervous. do you feel that you could pull the upset over Florida after what you saw them do last week against Tennessee? Mm, about 35. Okay. I'm feeling, okay. Dude, I felt way more confident after the Missouri game. But I was thinking this week, so I'm hopeful because, I mean, we've just not looked like the same team the last two weeks that we did in the first two weeks. And I'm hopeful that maybe we've been focusing on Florida for the past three weeks instead of these other teams and just kind of like halfway prepared and we're more talented than I think. I mean, we could win, and I hope we do, but I don't know about it. Is it if, in Kentucky? Yeah, I'll be at the game. Okay. Yeah, it's in, it's in Lexington. You're gonna, I'm going to have to get there early. Dude, that place is going to be packed out. They're mm. going to have one side of the stadium white and one side blue. I'm on the blue side, I think. I hope so, at least, dude. <laughs> you know, bring two shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Just and, it, sure. and it honestly helps you because all the Florida um, fans are going to be dressed in blues, most of them. So yeah, like they got, they got like a little section on the corner. That's where the away fans sit. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like most stadiums. Yeah. Which, actually, that would be on the white side, so – Shout out Hassan. But I think that personally we can win. Do I think so? I don't know. It'll be a fun game, though. I feel like Florida is one of those teams where they're really good and they kind of struggle with Tennessee for a quarter and a half. And I kind of expected that to happen because I felt like coming off such an emotional loss against Alabama where they gave everything they had and they played as good as they were capable of playing they were due for a little letdown but they did end up imposing their will and i do think florida is probably a top five top six top top seven team in college football right now i mean we we haven't really seen much outside of alabama georgia and oregon i mean who's really the fourth best team no one really knows is it florida is it Ole miss is it notre dame i mean arkansas state arkansas is up there i mean nobody really knows right now as it stands so Florida has to be in that top five, top six, top seven. If we're going on a power ranking, not AP, not coaches poll, if we're going on how good the teams Notre actually Dame are. Notre Dame actually looked really good this weekend. They did. I mean, they scored 31 Oof. fourth quarter points. But Notre Dame's always a fraud, so I can't really trust them unless they win a high leverage big game. And, and I think I just, they played a fraud too. A fraudulent yeah. offense at least. Definitely. Yeah, but I Wisconsin mean, beat Penn State, didn't they? No, no Penn lost. State won 16-10 in week one over Penn State. Oh, so Wisconsin's like – Two losses now, yeah. Oh, dang. I yeah. they won that game. Yeah, they uh, – Graham Mertz isn't, isn't doing the job. He's just not uh, – he's not at the level of um, Cone, the transfer that went to Notre Dame, funny enough. And he made plays when he needed to. And Notre, Notre Dame's defense, I mean, getting two pick sixes in the fourth quarter definitely helped the cause. And yeah. I think this year is going to be really weird when we look at the playoff because I expect Alabama and Georgia to both win out, and whoever wins the SC championship gets the one seed. Whoever loses gets two or three. Oregon, even if they lose a weird regular season game, they're probably going to win the Pac-12. They'll get in. And then the fourth team, I mean, whoever wins Cincinnati, Notre Dame, if they win the rest of their games, they look like they'll probably get that fourth spot because the ACC is pretty much done. I mean, no ACC team's making yeah. the playoff this year. No. Wake the- Forest is going to do it, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Don't sleep on NC State. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they looked good against Clemson, but literally everyone's looked good against Clemson this year. I mean, I'm not trying to devalue Georgia's win, but it has made me think about no, it. No, because- it is definitely – it's definitely devalued now because, like, that offense obviously was not ready – no, like for like they 
Like they're not ready for NC State. They definitely weren't going to be ready for Georgia. And well, I mean, the offense for Georgia didn't look great against Clemson, and that might look a little suspect now. But I don't think any of them were really in sync like they are now. Well, think about it. Georgia Tech scored eight points against Clemson, and Georgia only scored ten points, and seven of those were off a of pick six. So I mean. That, but Georgia's offense has looked great since then, but they haven't played anyone. Yeah, so it's going to be really interesting I think to see you guys against Arkansas to see how you fare. Because Arkansas has got a legit yeah. defense and a legit offense. Dude, I hope to God you all win and we win, bro. I want to go into Athens undefeated, 6-0 <laughs> and versus 6-0, and bro. Yeah, my my curiosity with Georgia this weekend is like – well, also, because Arkansas's quarterback, he, he got knocked out of the last game in the Right, like I don't know if he'll be good. If he is, then I think this is really interesting. If he's not playing, then I don't think it'll be fairly close. But yeah, it's one. Realistically, of is there a chance Arkansas, Alabama, and Georgia can make it? Well, okay, so probably not because Arkansas has to play Alabama and Georgia, so they're going to probably drop those two I was going to say, the only chance would be Arkansas to beat Georgia, Alabama to beat Arkansas, and then, and then Georgia, Georgia to, beat to beat Alabama. Alabama. And then they'd all probably Georgia. make it, yeah. That's the only way, though, right? I, I mean, yeah. realistically, yes, because I look at the rest of the SEC, and Arkansas was the only team really with a path, unless Florida somehow miraculously beat Georgia, went out and beat Alabama which I wouldn't really see that happening just because I don't think that their offense is going to be able to – because, like, I mean, yeah, they're great in the swamp, but on a neutral field, they're not going to be able to beat Georgia. And even if they did, there's no way they could beat Alabama and Atlanta. They just – I mean, I just couldn't see it happening. Is Florida I mean, and Georgia play on a neutral field this year? They always do. They play in Jacksonville. Yeah, always do. Never knew that, dude. Shows you how much I care. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, like like you were saying, Jackson, I I think Arkansas is the only chance, outside chance, SEC has for putting a third team in because you know Florida probably not, Kentucky probably not. No offense. Um, oh, dude, the rest of the NCAA will lose their mind if three SEC oh teams gosh, get in they would, while they they're about to die. add Oklahoma and Texas. <laughs> they would they would melt. No, because I mean, when you think about it, even two, they're going to be pissed off because that's that throws a wrench into, I mean, the Big Ten, the Big 12, because what if Oklahoma goes 12 and one? What if I were Penn State or another big or Ohio State goes 12 and one? One of those teams isn't going to make it because of Alabama and Georgia both being in the playoff. Yeah. And obviously, it's not a guarantee both teams will make it, but they look like by far the two best teams right now. So I can't really see a scenario in which they don't. Um. But, yeah, it's going to be really weird seeing the Big Ten or the Big 12 just completely left out of the playoff because the Pac-12 this year definitely looks like Oregon has a much better shot than both those teams because Oklahoma's undefeated, but they look really bad every single week, and they're bound yeah, to lose it feels a like or two. Yeah, it feels like one of these weeks, you know, Kansas State or you know, Baylor, they're just gonna they're just going to lose one because, I mean, they should have – they were close to losing West Virginia, and, I mean, that's <laughs> – that's the team that they should probably mop up if they're going to take care of the Big 12. All right, so that leads us to our three main takeaways from this NFL weekend of action. And Lucas is going to lead this one off. So, Lucas, tell us your first main takeaway from this past week's NFL action. My first main takeaway is I think that the Kansas City Chiefs actually have a little bit of work ahead of them to do, you know? I think they played in a, 
a game that kind of told a lot about both teams and the Chargers and the Chiefs there. And, you know, the Chiefs have normally kind of walked through, they've kind of slept walk through the season with Pat Mahomes just doing Pat Mahomes things. And he tried to do that this game, and it didn't work out. And he faced a quarterback in Justin Herbert who played really fantastic. B will get to him. But, like, the Chiefs, the Chiefs defense has finally kind of caught up to them where they're, are, they're a liability, like aggressively a liability. Like they can't stop anyone, and the offense just – the offense can't keep up at the pace that the defense is letting up these points. And, you know, the division seems to be kind of decent, at least right now. Broncos haven't played anyone, but they're undefeated. The Vegas Raiders seem like they're pretty decent enough, and the Chargers seem like they're a really good team in the AFC. So – and you look around the AFC, you know, you have the Browns and, the, you know, the Bills and the Ravens. There's a lot of competition there for the Chiefs that, you know, they weren't there last year as much as they are this year. It's not very – these teams weren't as evident as they are this year that, like, the Chiefs really have to kind of look at themselves in the mirror and figure out a way to, you know, hone in on all three aspects of the game in order to kind of get this – right the ship and not be one and two right now. No, absolutely. And I mean, looking at the Chargers, they played a complete football game and the Chiefs made too many mistakes. I mean, four turnovers, two or one careless um, interception by Mahomes. The other one wasn't his fault, but they had two fumbles. And I feel like the Chiefs have just gotten really complacent. And I feel like as a whole, the Chiefs are just not the same this year. And they have a lot of work to do because are they still the best team when they're playing at their best? They are. But right now, there's too much complacency. There's too much laziness, you know. Mahomes is making a lot of, I'm going to try to do something flashy. I'm going to try to do something fancy. They're not playing games to win the football game. They're playing games to try to see how many flashy, really nice highlights they can make. And I don't know if it's Eric Bieniemy. I don't know if it's Andy Reid. I don't know if it's just the entire offense, Mahomes. You know, Kelsey – He's been struggling a little bit. Tyree Kill's been struggling a lot of bit, and it's shocking, man. I mean, through three weeks, the Chiefs are one and two and last in their division. Literally, no one would have predicted that. No one saw that coming. And looking at it, that's one of the best de- um, divisions in the NFL because, as you said, Lucas, the Broncos are on fire. Best defense in the league so far. The Raiders are on fire, playing really solid football. And the Chargers are one of the best teams in the NFL right now. They're complete. They look dominant. They're a really good football team. <sighs> I'm disappointed in you guys, honestly. And why is in, that? In the words <laughs> of a very overrated quarterback, <laughs> R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Oh, Calm down. Look, they're one and two. They got a losing record. They got a losing record. They have the yes. same record as the Falcons. Who did they beat week one? I can't remember. The Browns. The Browns. Yeah. We all agree the Browns are a great team. They are. They're top five yeah. right now. Yeah, they're that, really good. I think the Browns are one of the best teams in the league, maybe the best in AFC. So let's look at their two losses. You remember what I was talking about with Lane Kiffin and Alabama? Absolutely. That's yeah, how the Ravens are with the Chiefs. I mean, they couldn't beat the Chiefs. Everyone said that's their kryptonite. Absolutely. And they won on mm-hmm. some great defensive – some luck, 
they won. And I'd say, you know, the Ravens had that game circled twice on their calendar, especially after starting the year 0-1. And then you look at the Chargers. I don't like overreacting to division games. I just don't do I, – I, division games are completely different. I mean, you got some teams you don't see once, twice, every once every two years. Some teams you don't see once every four years. Division games, you see this team twice – Every single year, sometimes three times. I don't, so they're one and two, but they've lost two games that, you know, a division game and the Ravens. I mean, that was that, that's probably the most important game the Ravens this year uh, so far, unless, you know, they get in the playoff position. So they're one and two. They've lost three of their last four games, but they've had probably played probably four. Decent teams. I'm not. I don't think the Ravens mm. are that great. I I will say, looking at the Ravens, they're honestly, in my opinion, the worst team with a winning record right now in the NFL, and they're very lucky to even have won a game. Because mm-hmm. let's let's flash back to Week One. They lose to the Raiders. Let's flash back to Week Two. They win on a lucky fumble lost by Clyde Edwards-Alaire giving the Ravens the football, getting an easy field goal to win that football game. Realistically, Clyde Edwards-Alaire holds onto that football. The Chiefs win. Game over. Ravens are 0-2. And this past week, they should not have won that football game. Period. No. There was no. a missed delay of game penalty on the Ravens that would have put them out of field goal range. Well, they were already out of field goal range. I mean, Justin Tucker's the best kicker ever, hit that 66-yard or whatever. But that should have been a penalty. That should have ended the game. The Ravens would have not been in field goal range. They would have had to go for a Hail Mary where Lamar wouldn't have been probably been able to chuck it 60 yards. It would have been batted down. It would have been short of the end zone, whatever. They would have lost. So realistically, although they're 2-1, and one, and I know ifs and buts don't count, they're, they got a winning record. Right now they're a lot better than my Steelers. But they could very well be 0-3. They could very easily be 0-3. They have not looked dominant in any game they've played. Besides Lamar's heroics in their second game, the Ravens have looked pretty lackluster. They've struggled. I mean, they have not been dominant whatsoever. Their defense has been highly suspect. Their offense, while good at times, still shows a ton of holes in their receiving core. Their running back situation isn't looking good. The Lions stifled their run this past Sunday. So looking at it, the Ravens, like like you said, Jackson, I mean, the Chiefs should have won that game. But, I mean, off topic, obviously talking about the Ravens, but they are just just mediocre. Yeah. I called the Ravens frauds last week. You did. I called that you one. did. That you was, did. Absolutely. You did. It's just I think I was the fishy. one that, that was pumping up the AFC West all yeah. year, dude. <laughs> and speaking of an AFC West quarterback, my first takeaway from Sunday is that Justin Herbert, as I predicted, is a front-running MVP candidate right now. His stats may not show it. You know, six touchdowns, three picks, pretty good through three games. But he is playing the best football of his life. He willed the Chargers to a victory yesterday. He did what Patrick Mahomes could not do. He led the Chargers on a game-winning touchdown drive, throwing a beautiful touchdown pass to end that football game. Right now... Justin, Justin Herbert, excuse me, is one of the reasons the Chargers are one of the best teams in the AFC. Right now, you got to put them top three. You can say the Bills are better. You can say the Browns are better. I'll give you that. But right now, regardless of records, the Chargers are the best team and the team to beat in the AFC West. The Chargers are a team that could win that division. 
The Chargers have a really good defense, a great offense, a first-year head coach, as I predicted, would step in there and make a huge difference. They're sound as a team. They're playing together. Austin Eckler is killing it. Mike Williams has been a top-five wide receiver this year. I don't know where it came from, but he has been killing it. Keenan Allen's been doing Keenan Allen things, and overall, the Chargers look elite, and that's mostly because of Justin Herbert. He's just a baller. He's insane. He's improved upon last year. He looks confident. He looks the part. He's gone against some really good defenses, and he's answered the belt. So I think Justin Herbert right now is a top three candidate for MVP in the NFL, and he's only going up from here. I feel really confident in that. Yeah, I mean, I I think Justin's great. I mean, I don't think anyone doesn't think he's great. I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm ready to say he's an MVP candidate yet. I think there's kind of a gap between uh, Stafford and the rest of the league right now. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But, yeah, yeah. he's definitely top five for MVP candidates. Uh, I don't want to put too much on that game, but yeah, they played great. I just, I think as, with Derwin being healthy, like I said, I've never said Derwin wasn't good. I just thought he was overrated because he hadn't played in two years and everyone was yeah. saying he was a top 85 player because of yeah. one good rookie season. He's great. I mean, you know, he's been graded by PFF <laughs> as, the, <laughs> as the best safety in the league for the past three weeks, which is impressive even to those standards. And I was the one that, Hey, I was the one that told you that he wasn't overrated. Okay. Not the most overrated player. I just said, you know, when you haven't played for two years, you don't be ranked that high. I think it was, it was a fair argument either way. Cause I mean, if you are hurt, you know, the best ability is availability. So (laughs) it was a little bit, you know, it's a little bit sketchy where he was rated, but Joey's playing great. Uh, can't think of their center's name they got from the Packers. Lunsford, Lindsley. Lunsford, something, yeah, something like that. Yeah, Corey Lindsley. You can see the difference he's made on that team. Uh, yeah, they look good. And also, dude, let me just say, probably my favorite NFL broadcaster is Tony Romo. I don't know. I love all of them except ESPN ones. Mm-hmm. But, dude, they were like all on Patrick Mahomes that game. And it was kind of like – like, they were, like, saying the Chargers made a mistake scoring a touchdown there. Like, yeah, there was 30 seconds left. He had a timeout. I get it. But I'm not going to – there's 30 seconds left. He threw a touchdown there. Like, ah, I don't know about that. Not giving this guy a chance. <laughs> it just seems like one of those things that comes with being, you know, what proclaimed, you know, the next the, – the golden boy of the next, you know, of the decade for the league, you know. It's one of those. Would you all take Herbert over time. Mahomes right now? No, I, I think that'd be no, a massive overreaction. I think Herbert is yeah. the second guy, but I still think Mahomes is that next guy up. But real uh, quick, Herbert would be my third. But yeah. Oh, Kyler, obviously. Okay, yeah. Jackson. Before <laughs> yeah. you, before you get to your point, um, this isn't one of my takeaways, but since you brought up a. Um, a potential comeback with under a minute left. I want to talk about a quarterback who did accomplish that on Sunday night football. And that <laughs> oh, is the yeah, best dude. quarterback hey, Jimmy in the G NFL. really led that drive, you know. Jimmy oh, G he's the best quarterback the in the NFL. The best quarterback in the NFL, hands down, not a debate. One of the best quarterbacks of all time, easily top five all time. That bad man, Aaron 
Rodgers, the best quarterback in the NFL right now, bar none, by far not a debate. If you've watched him these last two games, there shouldn't be any debate. He has taken over games. He has willed the Packers to two victories. He has looked so sharp, so on the money. He led one of the most impressive game-winning drives I've ever seen last night. He was dropping dimes all over the field. He does. He demands his respect from you, Jackson Kelly. He demands his <laughs> respect. Period. I am tired of you disrespecting him. I am tired of you throwing shade on his name. I am tired of you dragging the best quarterback in the league through the mud. He won the MVP. That last he is year. not the best quarterback in the league. He absolutely is. He won oh, the so MVP. He's no, he's, he's better than Mahomes. lucky. He's aggressively He's better than Mahomes right now. Hello, dude. Hey, Garoppolo. He's better than Mahomes. I don't care. Your boyfriend, dude. I don't know you. I love. I love Patrick Mahomes. He's going to be the oh, best quarterback God. in two or three years. But right now, Aaron Rodgers you is hands down the it, best dude. quarterback. Stop it. He won the MVP last year. He was the best quarterback That's last right. year. That's last year. And, but look at this year. He's been better than Mahomes has this year. Besides that one bad game, he's been lights out since. Two so he's games. better. He's better. He's be the Lions. <laughs> he's better than. Good oh, God, dude. Well, Put Maddie Stafford on the the Lions and the 49ers who don't have a secondary. Yeah, but the 49ers are still a great team, and he picked them apart. He diced them. He looks great. But, 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 hold up. The 49ers haven't looked that great this year. I don't care. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has been flawless last two weeks and coming off the season the last two weeks off wow. season coming off a season he won the mvp he's still wow, the best quarterback year. in the league mahomes is a close second but right now it's aaron Rodgers' world and we're all living in it put aaron Rodgers oh, yeah, on the rams right now the super bowl that's god dude saying. i guess i'm that's an extraterrestrial hey, dude because i'm hey. nowhere near <laughs> this world okay <laughs> put aaron Rodgers on the rams He's going to do better than Matthew Stafford. And Matthew Stafford's top up. five right now. Matthew no, Stafford's great right now. Oh but Aaron Rodgers is better than Matthew Stafford. Don't come at me with that. That's ridiculous. I'm Get not out coming of town with at that. you at all, dude. I can promise you that. <laughs> In fact, quite the opposite. I'm irritated right now. I didn't do anything to deserve this. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. He brought this up out of nowhere. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL. And he's proving it week by week. Well, can you I move in... to my next point? Yes, yes, <laughs> move to your next point. But before the end of the show, I'm going to remind you about Aaron Rodgers' greatness. I started this oh podcast. Shut up. You shut up. I Bef- started this oh. podcast. I want two things to be known. I started this podcast with my bare hands. Oh and I started <laughs> screaming <laughs> to the high heavens. The Los Angeles Rams will be the best team in the NFL this year. The best team in the NFC. That's what I said. I did think the Chiefs would be better. And last week, we were going through our predictions, which I went 11 to 5 with Lucas, which we did better than B this week. We'll I, went ten, I went 10 mm-hmm. and 6. Not Congrats, too bad. I'm still dude. in lead catch overall. Up. Catch up. You we're catch up. I'm still up in the lead on you. I'm still up <laughs> on the lead. You got those lucky. You. Now that everyone's seen what the NFL is going to do, me and Lucas, we're, we're, about to, we're done. We're sweeping. We're going, yeah, 16 and 0 this week. You might go 8 and 8. I don't know. <laughs> Here's the deal, though, dude. I told you all last week. I said, guys, honestly, I think the Rams win by 10 to 14. 
And you're all like, whoa, dude, that's yeah. I think they won by 17. I mean, they mm. exceeded my expectations. They handled them. They did. Dude, this, which I mean, I also was saying, I don't know if the Bucks are all that. I don't know, dude. You know, I'd be saying a bunch of stuff, but they all line up some way. <laughs> I think that the Rams, you know, now let me say if they lose this week, dude, and I'm going to predict them to lose this week, <laughs> it'll be a different <laughs> thing. But I think the Rams are the best team in the NFL by far. I think Stafford looks incredible. That defense looks incredible. I, I don't think there's another team in the league that we can say is top three on both sides of the ball right now. That's that's very true. I mean, may, I, I would say Cleveland is the – as much as I hate to say it, might be the closest thing to the Rams right now in terms of but offensive see, I wouldn't and defensive say, dominance. See, but I would have them top five, top six on both sides. Yeah, same. Bills maybe not up there. Their defense looks pretty sides. good. Yeah. Chargers, there's I mean, a, you got you got to look at them as well. Yeah. There's a couple teams that have the argument, but like it's very clear cut that the Rams yes. are. Like, I would I would agree with clear that that cuz I don't the Bills defense Who did they play this week? The yeah, Washington football team. Yeah. I mean, they I, I'm not so they done played a lot of great teams yet yeah the Rams and the like you said with the Browns I mean I think the Browns are easily top five top six on both sides but I think the Rams are clear cut top one top two top one top two on both sides of the ball Mm. Mm -hmm. it's funny that people are like (laughs) people are giving the Rams like hell for like trading the first round picks away for like Jalen Ramsey and I know and it's like, well, it looks like it kind of worked out. I know. I mean, I think they have like they've had like two picks over the past like two or three years, and they have like <laughs> two in the next two or three years. Yeah. But they have proven players. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey, I ain't gonna lie, the defensive player of the year pick that you had with Jalen Ramsey, I feel like that there's a really decent shot at that happening. He looks, <laughs> yeah, no, he looks really good, man. I just had a gut feeling, dude. Honestly, Jackson, you hit the nail on the head with the Rams, though. I mean, not only are they the best team in the NFL right now, but I think they're the prohibitive Super Bowl favorite because the way Matthew Stafford's playing, I mean, he's the perfect fit in that McVay offense. Cooper Cup has been lighting it up. He's taken over the wide receiver one job over there. Um, Their defense is playing great. Aaron Donald's doing Aaron Donald things. Jalen Ramsey might be the most impactful player for them on defense this year so far. They got so many weapons on offense doing crazy things. Deshaun Jackson had a touchdown in that game. Van Deshaun Jefferson's Jackson going crazy. Yeah. No, Deshaun he did. Jackson had like he had like four times where he could have scored a touchdown and Matthew just didn't hit him on him. Like he, he was he was open so many times. Yeah. He looked and, young again. I mean, that might be just as much bad Buccaneers defense when you think about it. Because as no, good as the Rams are, the Buccaneers struggled very heavily on defense. I mean, they couldn't defend anything. So yeah, but maybe the Buc- I think their D line was still good. Like their D line was still like kind of to the level that it's been at. Where like yeah, every throw wasn't perfect for Matthew because well, he had to like either got hit or something. Well, because uh, Michelle was there uh, starting running back the Rams. He had 20 carries for 67 yards. So he definitely had tough sledding against that Buccaneers D line. But that mm-hmm. Buccaneers secondary definitely struggled mightily. Yeah, I think they're hurt because, I mean, I think a couple of their players are hurt. and They're just kind of – they're trying to piece it together right now. So that secondary, they got to figure something out. They got to bring in someone maybe. 
Well, we talked about Matthew Stafford and how he's been a great fit there for being a quarter good quarterback there. And, you know, it got me thinking about quarterbacks and, you know, how much they matter and how they work into systems and all this. And there's a certain team in the AFC South in the Indianapolis Colts that got a new quarterback this offseason. And he he played Sunday with two sprained ankles. And I don't know why he did. And we looked back at the last two weeks, and he didn't hasn't looked kind of quite how we remember him and Carson Wentz there. Carson Wentz hasn't looked like himself from his MVP season. He hasn't looked like that in a couple years, and he still doesn't look that impressive with Frank Wright here. And it's got me thinking about the Colts' future. I don't know where they can go from here if they don't do if they don't make the playoffs this year. Because if they don't make the playoffs this year, then I feel like you kind of have to deem the Carson Wentz experiment. I'm not a failure per se, but it's definitely not living up to what you expected with a Super Bowl caliber kind of roster or a playoff caliber roster. Where I mean, they've been dealing with some injuries, but you can't can't blame it all on injuries. There's a point where you gotta kind of win, especially in a weak AFC South. It feels like the Colts are kind of at a point where they have to either really stink for a quarterback or they have to just trade for one of these like extra big names. It's not a reclamation project like Carson Wentz. You know, it, it's it really it's getting Ooh, kind of reclamation. Like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of word of the thing. day. Word of the day. <laughs> My dictionary, you know, I got it open over here. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, it seems like the Colts are in a really sticky spot where they're never going to be bad enough to get a top tier quarterback from the draft, but they're like, they're just not winning enough to where they can really, you know, justify keep rolling with Carson Wentz. So I just, I don't know where the Colts can go from here especially after Sunday's loss to the Titans where like they were in the game, but I never felt like they were really threatening. Um, so here's my thing. I think, I think you bring up a good point, but I also think the Colts are probably one of the best ran organizations in the NFL underratedly. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the past 20 years, I mean, I'm just assuming they missed the playoffs maybe three or four times. Seriously, like, I can't think of many times they weren't a playoff contending team. Yeah. Excluding yeah. the year that the, you know, the kind of filler year between Manning, but even, I don't, did Luck make the playoffs his rookie year? I don't think so. Maybe. No, no, not his rookie year, but the second year yeah. they uh, they went like thirteen and three or something. Yeah, so like, no, Luck had great runs there in Indianapolis. Yeah, before he retired cowardlessly. Um, hey, chill on him, man. Hey, dude, him. I'm just <laughs> saying he got too chill much of love for that. Let me ask you something, B. <laughs> All right, go for <laughs> it. If you were a coach fan in the stadium and the news broke that night, would you have not booed? I wouldn't have booed him. Oh, I would have, dude. I would have been. Dude, two like weeks before the season starts, I would have been in shock. It would have been two been weeks too before much. the season starts, dude. I would have booed. You could have let us know so before confused. a preseason game. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of one of those things where you know, if he'd it, done it, bef- like even like a little after the draft, that's understandable. But a week before the season I, starts, I, I guess my only thing with that is like, 
as much as it is kind of like a bad move timing wise, I can't really judge a guy that wants to like move on from his position because at the end of the day, he doesn't really owe anyone anything. Like he's there for himself, like playing football. But the fans don't necessarily have to owe him gratitude for kind of that that's true putting their season on hold. but you have to remember like these guys are putting their bodies on the line in this sport and they <laughs> are doing that, things B. that are dangerous they i mean it it's kind of one of those things where i mean i it, and people struggle with mental health things too you know you don't know what andrew luck was going through i mean i just went and boo the guy because i mean he's a good person you know oh, he was really good dude. to the colts fans so i, I went I and booed him Col- dude andrew might have been the most mentally set dude in the league bro i mean he had a neck beard and a flip phone in like 2019 like, dude, <laughs> did not care about anything. But, like I was going to say, though, the Colts, I just feel like they're one of the best-ran organizations. But when I was thinking about what you said, it kind of reminded me, like, not to turn into the backcourt boys here, but it kind of reminded me of, like, how I've always felt about the Utah Jazz. Like, I feel like it would mm. suck to be a Jazz fan because you're never bad, but no. you're always that 6-8 to eight seed team. And even yeah, like this like, year when the Jazz were number one, they didn't. I mean, they they they, they got didn't have it. Exactly. It's just because the NBA is now turned into, let's just wait till the playoffs start, then we'll play. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was one of those where it's like you know that they have like all this talent in the world, and they can really, if they really had like a quarterback that really could make a difference, like a true like difference like if they had a justin herbert it would be they'd be undoubtedly top five team of the nfl i'm, I'm not no. ready to sell my carson winstock i'm not selling yeah. it it's just it's one of those where i'm like i'm kind of like if this kind of fizzles out i where do they go from here here's the thing with the colts um when i was watching the uh steelers game with my buddy he's a colts fan so we there was all the tvs in the bar so we had you know some tvs on the steelers some tvs on the colts so i was kind of watching both games and the Colts' red zone offense is so awful. They could move the ball a little bit, but whenever they get in the red zone, they cannot finish. They cannot score. So if they did have a better quarterback, the Colts, they could be a two-and-one football team. You know, they could be a team on the verge of the playoffs, you know, a team that can make it, you know, 10 and 7, 11 and 6. They have a good overall roster, but Carson Wentz with his injuries and with his inconsistencies just hasn't been able to pull it off this year. And like I said, their red zone offense is so bad. I feel like it could improve a lot with a quarterback that makes better decisions, that has better pocket mobility, that, you know, doesn't panic under pressure. And I feel like, unfortunately, that's what Wentz has become. And Frank Reich, I think he's a great head coach. I think the Colts are probably the best 0-3 team in the NFL. I still think they're going to win six or seven games, maybe eight games. But being in a division with Tennessee where they're probably going to run away with the division, um, I can't really see the Colts doing much, man. Although the Texans and the Jags are awful, I think it's just a really hard um, year with a really hard schedule they started out with. And I just think I don't I don't see the Wentz um, situation ending well. I think that Wentz is going to be a journeyman in the NFL. I think he might spend another couple of years in Indianapolis and find himself moving elsewhere because he looked pretty good in the first game, but it's been all downhill since. And he just doesn't look like himself. He still looks like he's a little bit mentally shook, you know, like he was in Philly. And I, I like the guy. I hope he breaks out of it. But it just is not looking promising right now for Carson Wentz. I'm sitting here looking at their schedule now, and I could see him easily winning about eight to nine games. 
it's got to get better from like from the this beginning of the season stretch has to be like an awful awful stretch you know like yeah. they play Arizona better, right? on Christmas Oh you guys are getting that job oh. easy 8 15 and 9 dude <laughs> Oh, dude, I am not in Arizona? Open presents with my family. Yeah, it's in Arizona. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, dude. If it was Indy, well, I couldn't miss Christmas, but like, I would be more tempted to go. <laughs> you get Christmas every year. You don't get that game every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. If we lose on Christmas, <laughs> I'll go call Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, getting to my second point. Listen, folks, I'm a Dallas Cowboys hater. Very well documented. Being a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, you know, you hate a team with five Super Bowls. You hate a team with a terrible fan base like Dallas, you know, Jerry Jones, the whole nine. You just hate the Cowboys, you know. They're the scum of the league to you. But I got to admit something. The Dallas Cowboys right now are a top five team in the NFL. Oh, my God. They're a Super Bowl contender. (laughs) They look amazing. Okay, Dak Prescott is doing his thing. Their defense looks much improved. Ezekiel Elliott's actually putting on, and that really surprises me because I think he's a bump. I told you. They got a great core wide receivers. CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, amazing. Michael Gallup's going to be healthy soon. He'll be doing his thing. Micah Parsons, my rookie of the year pick, is playing out of his mind. Trayvon Diggs is one of the best cornerbacks in the league right now. Roll, Todd, roll. The Cowboys are looking elite, and looking at their division, the Eagles aren't very good, the Washington football team aren't very good, and the New York Giants aren't running with the Jets as the worst team in the NFL. And with the Jags, obviously. Those are definitely the three worst teams right now. So looking as things stand, the Cowboys are going to walk away with their division, have a home playoff game. If they win that, they'll be in a divisional playoff game. The Cowboys have a chance at winning the Super Bowl this year, as much as I hate to say it, because <laughs> I know that I know that's funny. They're oh, it's not, hilarious. Hey, hey, there's still a couple of teams in the NFC better, and I still think at the end of the year they won't be a top five team. But right now, as things stand, they are a top five team in the NFL, and they do have a decent chance to win the Super Bowl because that young defense is only going to continue to get better. And that offense right now looks Super Bowl caliber. They have the talent. Their offensive line's playing good enough. And I think the Cowboys are a really good team because I think that they can go as far as Dak Prescott can take them. And I think that's far. Now, let me start this by saying that I, for one, had the Cowboys winning like 12 games this year. I told yeah, you yeah, Zeke yeah, was yeah. good. I told you Zeke was good. <laughs> I, 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 had them winning the, I had them winning the division, okay? okay I buddy. picked the Cowboys to win the division, when buddy. Are, that, that's not impressive in that division. Yeah, but I it's still a playoff as... spot, buddy, okay? Let I don't want to hear it. You're pushing me. Uh, I've defended Mike McCarthy. Shout out to Lazy Eye community, dude. I am an ally. <laughs> <laughs> but... To say they are a top five team in the NFL right now is not bonkers. Is right bonkers. now. They look great on offense and good on defense. What else do you want? They're better than your Cardinals right now. I know that. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> I- I'm sorry. You're going to get them You're going to get them riled up. Right, right now. now. Right now. Yes, are they 3-0? They're 2-1. Oh. They beat the Chargers oh. on the road. Now, let me they- ask you this. 
take it back. If no. we beat LA <laughs> this week, are you still going to keep that tone? Oh, God, no. Of course okay. not. But looking at it right now, they beat the Chargers on the road, one of the best teams in the NFL. That's number one. Number two, they blew out the Philadelphia Eagles. They look dominant on offense and defense. The that Eagles. Hey, the Eagles uh, yeah, are a pretty I, uh, decent team. They're not bad. No, okay? they're not. Yeah, they're bad. I think they're okay. Look, did they're I not average. say? Did I not say? So, for week one, they looked great against Atlanta. Yes. And I and said, they- I said, I said, we know Atlanta sucks. But I was like, here's another thing. Last year in Jalen Hurts' first game, he went bonkers against New Orleans and then fell off. I was like, let's see if he continues to play great or falls off. So, after three weeks, he's falling off. He's not right playing too bad, though. Oh, I mean, yeah. He's okay. He played a couple years at Bama. He's a Sooner, dude. Let him go. He's not a he Sooner. Sucks. He's a he, – no. He's a, <laughs> he, he does not suck. He's he a Boomer Sooner. He does not suck, dude. He's pretty boomer good. Boomer Sooner, dude. He said Boomer Sooner. He's, he's go way more Alabama than Oklahoma Sooner. He had three years with us, one year there. When they care. called his name after being drafted, they said the University of Oklahoma. That's Jalen Hurts so wears Alabama T-shirts to practice. He doesn't wear Oklahoma T-shirts. What does that tell you? Tells me the boosters are giving him a lot more supplies, dude. <laughs> no, That's he, all he, I'm getting. His first love is Alabama. Oklahoma's the girl he went to because Alabama found a better one, so he had to, you know, settle. But Alabama's still his first love. He won a ring there. He, I mean, Coach Saban – no, Nick Saban told him to go to Oklahoma. Literally. He wanted to go to Maryland or Miami. Coach Saban told him to go to Oklahoma because the best players were there. That's a true story. So Jalen Hurts only went to Oklahoma because of Saban, because of Alabama. I don't care. So. That's not what we're talking about, dude. So I don't care about <laughs> chapter four of the Saban Diaries. Here's what I'm concerned about. The Cowboys are not a top five team in the NFL. I mean, that's well, just crazy to me. Right now they are. Right now they are. You take them above LA? The Rams? Yeah. No. They're the best. Would you take them if they played Kansas City next week? Who would you pick to win that game? Where at? Mm, I, I say in Dallas. Well, okay. So, <laughs> well, uh, I'm saying right Would you take now. them to beat Cleveland? In Dallas? Yeah. Yes, right now. Really? Yes. yes. That's crazy to me. Right now. I don't know. I don't yeah. I don't even think they're better than Cleveland, but right now I think they could beat them in Dallas. I do. It'd be a really good game though. That's like a really evenly matched great game. It's okay, but you would say you would probably take Kansas City above them, you would take LA above them. Would you take Green Bay above them? <sighs> hey, you're bad, man. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. That little naughty <laughs> boy up in Green Bay, dude. Hey. <laughs> The, the Cowboys are a better football team than the Green Bay Packers. Oh, but I'm not man, picking against that bad <laughs> man that is Aaron Rodgers. I couldn't do it. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the man, but the Cowboys are a better team than the Packers to me right yeah, now. Yeah, dude, you want to spank him? He's been so bad. <laughs> <laughs> You're weird, dude. Oh, man. But I'm just telling you right now, the Cowboys look like a top five team right now. Doesn't mean they will be next week, the week after that. But right now, as it stands today, the Cowboys look elite. They just do. I mean, mm. they're two and one. They have two really good victories. They have one loss where they barely lost against the Super Bowl champions at home in the first week. Dak coming off an injury. I think he's a great quarterback. Their offense is great. Their defense gets better every single week. The Cowboys look really good, man. I'll pump the brakes on the Cowboys because I think the I think the LA win is more on LA getting charged with a billion penalties 
in shooting themselves in the foot more so than Dallas beating them. Because, I mean, Dallas's offense didn't even score that much. And, I mean, they did manage to pull out the win. You got to give them credit. But I think it was more on L.A. losing that. And I still – I think the Eagles are, are like, a slightly below average. Like, I think they're not a great win. I mean, this is – it's a win they're supposed to go get, especially – When I home. made my power rankings tonight, just thinking I'll probably have the Eagles around 26th, 25th. <sighs> See, I thought – I'd have them a little bit higher. But, I mean, I don't, I don't, like, hate that. That sounds probably about right. I mean – they did beat. They beat up on an Atlanta team that was basically playing their first game together because they didn't play it in the preseason, and you know it just it was ugly. Yeah. And then, and then I mean, ah, the offense barely could beat the you know beat up secondary for the Niners. You know, it's just I don't know. It just seems I'm gonna pump the brakes on the Cowboys. Let me see them oh. against. They play the Panthers next week. Let's see them against them. Let me tell you who. If this is a stock market show, dude. To buy stock in. I'm going to move to my next point. And I'm going to talk about an actual top five team in the NFL. And that's the Cleveland Browns. Mm. We've talked about them so much this episode, and we haven't even talked about them directly. The team's incredible. OBJ's back. They're going to have Jarvis back soon. They're going to be better. I think... Smack me if I'm wrong, dude. I would say Jarvis is probably a better receiver than OBJ at this point in their career, at Mm. least in terms of importance to the Cleveland train moving forward. Okay. I think, I mean, the defense in uh, Miles Garrett, great. Uh, Denzel Ward, that's his name, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah. Dude. I mean, is there an argument he's a top five, top ten corner in the league? He's played great all year. The whole team looks great. Baker is doing what he has to. I'm not saying Baker's elite by no means, but that team can win a Super Bowl as is with Baker Mayfield. And I think, like I predicted earlier in the year, they're clear-cut best team in that division, bar none. And you know what? Ooh. Yeah. They're the best team in the AFC right now. Wow. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, That's a take. Oof. I mean, okay. I don't hate it's it. Chest. I think the Bills might be a tad better right now, but that's Shout also out. hard to judge because <laughs> they haven't played anyone. So I would, say the, I would say the Bills, the Chargers, and the Browns are all kind of on the same level right now as the best teams in the AFC. I think they're, it's kind of like a three-way tie between those three teams. Personally, man, you don't respect the Raiders at all, do you? The Raiders are fool's gold. I'm just saying that right now. I mean, they're <laughs> not a bad team. They're a good team, but they're definitely not a top five team in the AFC. That's like, just ridiculous. I did say, I said, let's just wait. Let's wait. Because they start five and one the past two years. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't yeah, trust. They I got a big game Gruden. next week. I don't trust another Gruden. big game. They got uh, LA on Monday night, so. They would have looked better last week if they played Tua, and I'd probably have them a little higher, but they played a solid quarterback in Jacoby Brissett, so they didn't look <laughs> near as good. Oh, man. Yeah, no, well, going back to the Browns here. <laughs> no I comment, could, B? I, All right, go I could hear, go I could hear <laughs> fuming. I could hear the smoke. Oh, dude, I a hear typing. Bit. He's pulling up stats right now. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Lucas. 
Yeah, I think the Browns are a really good team. They fig- I think they've kind of figured out the Hunt and Chubb mix, and so I think the Browns kind of, you know, they threatened the Chiefs in week one, so I don't think there's any, you know, doubt that they're a good team there. No, 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 no. And they probably should have won that game. Yeah, momentum but, went against them there. Yep. So, and, you know, you're talking about rookie quarter – or you're talking about the Dolphins and, you know, quarterback play and, you know, how – I mean, let's be honest. Two is kind of a rookie. I mean, he, he didn't is. really – he didn't play a he whole He is lot not kind of a rookie, dude. He Shut absolutely up. is. He no, got, he's not. He didn't get a full – Quit with the excuses, dude. He, he sucks. <laughs> he's a lot better than Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett is trash. He's god-awful. It shows how good Tua oh. actually is carrying that pathetic, piss-poor offense that the Dolphins Jacoby have around took- him. One of the only undefeated teams in Jacoby the league to sucks. overtime. Jacoby sucks. Four if Jacoby sucks, oh then Tua reeks. Dude. Tua is so much better than Tua is a lot better than Brissett though. He I don't think so. Much so. Better. They're probably I don't the think same. So. No, they're not. Jacoby's been awful as a passer. Um, you know, my prediction of Tua being the sixth best quarterback in the division might end up being true. Good God, Ooh, dude! I, that I that, that is—he's better than Zach Wilson. Oh my God! Oh yeah, that's true. But he ain't better than Matt. He ain't better than Josh Allen. Who's the other starter in that league? Oh, Zach. Yeah, he's better than Zach. But I don't think he's better than Jacoby. And he's way dude, better than Jacoby. You're so give me Mitchell Trubisky. Over oh top Jesus! Of <laughs> it, I mean, he would have been the sixth if Cam wouldn't have got cut. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, he's the fifth best quarterback in his own division. God, dude, I can't wait till he's out of this league. Man, this might come soon. Might come soon. Yeah, it will be, dude. No, it will no be. He way. sucks. Dude, he's two awful. is still real. He's not awful. He played a he good first hurt. game. He's going to retire like luck. Dude, he played a great <laughs> first game, though. That's the weird thing. He a had great two touches. first game? He played really uh, well. He played really well. Your given the standards for him are so low, dude. He had 200 it's like yards, when you have a girlfriend two touchdowns. That's a four, and she puts makeup on right for the first time, dude. That's just literally <laughs> what you're talking about. Dude. Oh, my God. Tua, listen. Like, damn, I may not, you know, it may not be too bad to be seen in public with you, bro. <laughs> it's awful. I mean, Tua, Tua had 200 yards, two touchdowns, one pick against a really good New England defense under Bill Belichick in Foxborough. So. I, I really don't want to hear it. He played a good football game. They won the football game. The next week, he gets hurt, and what happens? They get shut out. 35 okay? nil. Jacoby wasn't ready to play. Jacoby gets ready to play. He was what's trash. he do? Goes he to overtime. No, listen, it was 14 nothing early. Oh, my road. God, dude. Shut up. <laughs> it was 14 nothing early because of a pick six and a long run for the Dolphins. What happened after that 14 nothing lead? The Dolphins lost. Jake, Jacoby Brissett had four yards per attempt. He played god awful. He was Jacoby Brissett had to come back in that game. One to of the tie only it. undefeated teams left in the league. Oh, the Raiders! The oh my God! Wow! The, in a oh, the, in a hectic oh, environment. Man, the he- oh a hectic environment. Oh, so yes. hectic. Las Vegas. Yeah, half the fans are drunk. They've had great crowds. About their bets. Oh, They've had great crowds. Get out of here with that. A good crowd, oh, not a great. Crowd, I could care. They've had great less. I could oh, care. Oh less. I could give a rat's ass. Dude. <laughs> I don't care what you. Tua care is about. gonna come back and prove you wrong. I'm telling you right now. How did I even do this? I don't. 
<laughs> we just went way off the rails. On Two of Loa is gonna be good. Oh, I'm oh telling you gosh. what, he's gonna come back with a vengeance. You're gonna be eating your crow for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Two of dude, Tiger you're gonna make me eat crow as he goes. 220 yards, two touchdowns. You're like, oh, God, two is bad. Two is MVP candidate. Come yeah, back. <laughs> You're he saying right now, two is the fifth best quarterback in that division. You're saying right now that two of us at Tagovailoa is trash. I'm telling you yeah. right now that two of Tagovailoa is going to take that crow and shove it down yeah. your throat. He's, right yeah, he's not trash. He's average. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he thinks he's great. Remember when he was going to be an MVP candidate? That's the craziest thing I've heard in my entire life. You can't stay on the field long enough. This Alabama love, dude, it's great. I'm glad they're good in college. But the NFL level, especially at the quarterback position. Hold on. What are you saying? Let me talk. What are you talking about? (laughs) Take that back. Mac is the only one that has Are you kidding me? You can argue quarterbacks. Alabama That's what has, I said. I said especially at the quarterback You said position. especially, but that factors into I the rest of pros. Alabama has oh, by far the best pros of any college oh in the NFL. God. That's not even close. It's not even close. We got 53 oh, stars in the NFL. At the quarterback uh, position, okay. you have nothing except Mac Jones. We got Mac, we got Jalen, we got two. Jalen is not yours, it. and you know what? He you is take ours. Jaylen, the way Jalen isn't even that good. Have him, is have him, have him. Yeah, have Jalen. That's not, great. He sucks too. He's got blown out by the Cowboys. Look yeah, at our dude. wide receivers. That's Look right. at I'm our not talking backs. about that. Look at our defensive players. Talk about the hey, I don't care. I'm talking about you started about talking about the no, entirety. You no, absolutely I did. You changed no, the spot. I did. I said, especially. The okay. All right. I'll give. I'll give him his speech to you. I'll give it to you, man. I'll give it to you. God bless. You'll go on for forty minutes if we. But your quarterback position. It's sad that Matt Jones, after three games, is the most promising you've ever had since Joe freaking Namath. <laughs> I mean, that sucks, dude. And I'm not—I don't mean that to slander Matt because I—I said I thought Matt was going to be great, and I do. But this dude, Jalen, if you want to count him, he's fallen off. Like I said, he possibly could do. And Tua sucks. <laughs> Tua can't stay on the field. Even if he was good, he can't stay what out there. What was that little nugget you said earlier, LK? The best abilities availability. <laughs> and Tua has none, dude. Best thing they do is trade for that dude on All the right. IR in Washington. Get I'm, him back. Maybe Tua let, might do okay. <laughs> they trade for that felon in Houston. <laughs> yeah, that's what they need to Not do. Not a felon. actual yeah. quarterback on the team. <laughs> what? No, you know what they should do? Wait till about November, the fourth weekend – Third week in November, when high school football's over, and bring back Philip Rivers. <laughs> That's what I do. Oh man, Phil. I'm I'm just gonna oh, let Phil Tua. Rivers. I'm just gonna let Tua prove you guys wrong. So let's just get to the next subject. Because I'm gonna let Tua's play on the field, do the talking. Because I've already right. sang his praises enough. Yeah, dude, you're running out of yeah. voice. No one's A listening. Everyone's leaving, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sick of it. I can't wait till he oh, retires. Man. Wait, whose turn no, is it? Of, it's I was, Lucas's I turn. Was, yeah, we just went on a whole thing. I was getting Before started. Before you ruined all this. I, <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't, see, I got to stop saying the word, too, because then it just brings up this whole hurricane of Technically, emotion. I brought it up just by saying how great Jacoby played this week. <laughs> oh, and then yeah. this dude was like, yeah. 
<laughs> it's oof, we gotta say we gotta make up a word for it, but man. Anyway, a two a tantrum. Of, yeah. Oh my gosh. I guess speaking of Alabama quarterbacks and Mac Jones, my third takeaway is that we gotta slow down our expectations for these rookie quarterbacks. Joseph Fields finally got his chance to start. <laughs> And he you were got, trying to start this when you said two is basically a Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I see how you're trying to segue into it. Okay. All right. We yeah. got to slow down on these rookies. Justin Fields was dying on Sunday. We were watching a man get murdered. Yard. We were watching a man get murdered the entire day. It was <laughs> bad. It was sad. I it was love pathetic. Mr. Biscay. He <laughs> wouldn't let that shit Zach happen. Zach Wilson just <laughs> is running – the worst offense that we've maybe ever seen. It's really, really tough for him. Trevor just cannot not throw interceptions. And Mac Jones, I mean, Mac Jones is somehow the best out of them. But even then, he is he hasn't looked that good. He's only – his passing attempts are not going that – he's they're not letting him throw anything far. And I just – he's throwing everything short. And so he's not really having a great impact. You know, it's making me kind of think maybe we were spoiled by watching Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray, you know, Baker, Lamar a little bit his rookie year. We were a little bit spoiled on all these rookie quarterbacks having all yeah. the success. You know, maybe maybe we gotta slow down on some of these guys and temper our expectations a little bit that they are just rookies. Cause I think if I'm correct, they're combined like one in ten, and the one yeah. win was Mac Jones over Zach Wilson. So I, we got a little, we got to slow down on them. I'm lucky that Trey Lance, my favorite quarterback out of them all, is sitting because if he's out there throwing picks and everything, this class would look really, really shaky. I, I agree wholeheartedly <laughs> with that. I mean, honestly, in Max' defense, you know, he went against a really good Saints defense. He was throwing the ball all over the field. He made one really bad pick, but the other two weren't really his fault because one of them was a drop tip where the um, Marshawn Lattimore picked it off, ran it back for a touchdown. And the last pick was at the end of the – he has heaved a Hail Mary down the end zone, got picked off. So the, two of his three interceptions weren't really his fault. He made some really good plays in that game, some really bad ones. He um, he this was a rookie quarterback tasked with throwing the ball 51 yards. And that was the first game he actually got to throw kind of downfield and test the defense and try to lead them back from a deficit and – it just didn't work out. So I have to defend him a little bit and say that his three picks are a little bit do. different than so well hey, that's I, like I feel like that's I feel like you say that about all of them though. They've all had like plays. Like Mac Jones has had his plays. Trevor Lawrence made a like beautiful touchdown pass. Yeah. Trevor yeah. showed great flashes. But then yeah, like that all sits to Byron was like, Did you see his throw? Like dude was just it, it washed it up. Yeah, yeah, like they all—they're all showing flashes. It's just you can tell that they're—they're they're like they're aggressively, rookies. they're aggressively rookies. That's there's like none of these guys are coming out. Like there's normally at least like one guy that comes on the scene and does his thing. Like Dak Prescott, his rookie year came out and was awesome. Deshaun yeah, was like, amazing before he tore his ACL his rookie year. Yeah, exactly. All these guys were like really good, but. And it feels like we've kind of been spoiled with, you know, seeing one. We've seen at least one of the guys pan out really well or like be really awesome every season. But this one's a little, this year's a little different. Remember what I said about Trevor Lawrence and that he ran a high school offense at Clemson. I mean, it was a lot of RPOs. It was a lot of behind the line of scrimmage. It was a lot of screen passes. It was a lot of, you know, it was was a, it was a very, 
very high school, very varsity offense. And making that transition to the NFL, Urban has no idea what the hell he's doing. I mean, it, it's a travesty. It's an absolute abomination. Urban Meyer is the most embarrassing coach in the NFL, and it's not even close. I mean, the dude shouldn't even have a job right now as far as I I'm feel concerned. like, though, you're seeing them make improvements week by week. <sighs> I mean, they, they had a kick six against the Cardinals. That, that game shouldn't even been as close as it was. I mean, it was very lucky it was even that close. Oh, I mean, God, dude, I thought we struggled to win. Well, you let a pick six happen, so I mean that's kind of pathetic in itself. I oh, would say that much. Oh, pick sixes are pathetic, dude. Let me remind you of something that happened uh, about ten years ago. <laughs> well, you, you gave me, you just gave me some PTSD. Number one, and Good. number two, to be fair, I mean nobody it hadn't really happened before that. So once that happened, everyone should know like what to do in Alabama's defense, which I don't mean to be too much of a homer, but. After it happening now, it's it's almost like I, I hate to make this comparison. And I hope I don't get canceled, but the kick six is almost like it's almost like nine eleven because once it happens, it shouldn't ever happen again. Like once something that drastic and that huge happens, it's just like an anomaly. Oh, dude, you know, they like, Osama literally blew the World Trade Center up like eight years before that. Yeah, we we know that's kind of like one of the biggest news stories in world history. Anyways, <laughs> I'm just letting you know a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Okay, so shut up and listen to my point. <laughs> okay, I'm now what's it's your happened point? Before. <laughs> it happened before. Just this is kind of the same way, bro. It happened in a college game, you know, kind of like in 93, you know, a little blow, just a college game. <laughs> Eight okay. years later, it happened in an NFL game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> You're making good points. You're making good points. I see what you're saying, man. Please lose another analogy. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, dude, I think the rookie quarterbacks are getting it together the best they can. They're figuring it out. And I think, you know, I mean, you look at Zach Wilson and um, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, they're, like, in the top five for this length and the amount of interceptions – but, like, the guys right beside them are, like, Peyton Manning. Uh, there was, like, other two. Oh, Dante Culpepper, maybe? Okay. And someone else. Like, it was all good names. Like, you know, they're figuring it out. Give them time. But I do think the Jaguars are improving week by week. No, that's definitely fair. And speaking of a team that's improving week by week, I got to be honest, man. The three of us – severely underrated the Minnesota Vikings. We said before the season they were trash, and after they looked like trash in week one, we were all doing victory laps. And since then, the Minnesota Vikings have shown they have one of the best offenses in the NFL. Kirk Cousins is having an MVP caliber year statistically. Adam Thielen is doing his thing. Justin Jefferson is doing his thing. Dalvin Cook was hurt last game. Alexander Madison stepped up and provided like an RB1. Their defense is doing what it needs to do, holding Russell Wilson, Seattle Seahawks, only 17 points. They got a great home crowd. They're sitting at 2-1. and They got a chance for a wild card. The Minnesota Vikings are looking like a really good football team, and they have one of the best offenses in the league. So I hate to say it, but we did all three undervalue what the Minnesota Vikings are capable of doing because their offense looks borderline unstoppable right now. Well, while I agree with you, they are better than I thought. And their offense does look great. Let's push the brakes, dude. They beat a one and two team, and which we all agreed. We thought the Seahawks were the weak link 
yeah. the beginning of the year. I also said yeah. they were frauds last week. Yeah. I my level up on that. Yeah, okay, dude. Congrats. <laughs> but I do think they're looking better. But I, I don't think I don't think they're a wild card team. No. I feel like they're a team that like they always give everyone trouble because their offense is so. But good. at the same time, I mean, they're a miss kick and a fumble away from me in three and zero right now. Exactly. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're good. I. They're better than we thought. I mean, we can take the L there. I think, but. They're not a team I would buy, but I wouldn't be shocked to see them at least in the like wild card mix. In the I, mi- I just don't know about this wild card for the NFC. It seems like like it doesn't seem like they'd fit into equation because I think there are because you know <laughs> you have the entire NFC West and then you know the NFC South besides the Falcons, and so like I don't know where Minnesota can really sneak their way in. That's the issue for them. Yeah. But I mean, right. Kirk, Kirk Cousins is playing like out of his mind. It's one of those where if he plays like this, like on those primetime games, he'd probably be like talked about as a top, you know, top 10 quarterback easily, but he never he does is. show up in the big one. Yeah. But I feel like the, the th- conception around her is like, he's like a top like 15, but not top 10. Like he's in that little range because he can never win in primetime. Like he can never yeah. win the Monday night football Thursday, even Thursday or Sunday night. Like it feels like he's yeah. always throwing a back breaking interception. But like if he played like he has been, you know, that it'd be like clear that he's a top top ten quarterback. Well, my last point is I'm gonna continue with the NFC North. And I think a team that we've kinda everyone's kinda dismissed this year, they are 0 and three. But I think the Lions are a lot better than people give them credit for. And I don't. I think they're better than the Bears, honestly, in that division. I mean, yeah, they have okay. three losses. They barely lost to the Niners. Could have won that game. The Packers, I mean, they got beat pretty bad, but they were with the Packers for the entire first half of that game. And they should have won this week. I mean, literally the most unluckiest loss we've seen in a minute. Yeah, they should have won that game. I mean, <laughs> only the Lions. Only the Lions. So I think they've got they've got to be considered better than the Bears. If I was making when I make my power rankings, I will have them higher than the Bears. Mm. They have played three. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'd say three definitely probable playoff teams, playoff contending teams. And they haven't looked terrible in any of them. I mean, when they start playing these weaker teams, I mean, I think they have a chance to win. Mm-hmm. No, that that's definitely fair. And honestly, looking at the Lions right now, Jared Goff looks good. I mean, they're playing really inspired physical football behind Dan Campbell. And I honestly think, as you said, they are better than the Chicago Bears. They're better coached than the Chicago Bears. They have better quarterback play than the Chicago Bears. Their defense looks honestly every bit as good as the Chicago Bears defense does right now as this at this second. And that sounds crazy because the Bears obviously have a better defense, but they're I playing at a pretty decent level. I haven't looked at their schedule, but I seriously would not be surprised if they're a five to six win team this year. Oh, same. Absolutely. And I think Dan Campbell's mm-hmm. a great, great coach for their future. Yeah. Yeah, Dan Campbell has that like energy about him where he's like he's not like a specialist on either side, but he's like a great, you know, 
just all to it's all together guy where he's kind of bringing them all together and kind of it kind of unites the team where they actually do believe in themselves way more and than a team like, like the Lions should. The thing, the good thing about Jared Goff looking decent is they can take Goff and they know they have their quarterback spot, you know, a steady piece here at quarterback, and they have a bunch of draft picks that they've accumulated over this year, especially coming from the Rams, that they can build around their pieces. And if they're a five to six win team this year, they take those draft picks and build up around. I I like it. I I like this team's future. Mm-hmm. And even if they like, even if they don't love Jared Goff, they can. I mean, like you said, they can build around Jared Goff and like to figure out the team all the way around him. Or they can even take the quarterback and you know plug some of the pieces still and have that guy sit because Jared Goff, I mean, will be a feasible quarterback at least for the next couple of years. Like you know, you ha- you're not gonna aggressively lose games with Jared Goff. You're gonna be, at least be in some games competitive. Like as of right now. You know, I'm not sure Justin will work out. I know that might be a premature thing, but, I mean, that's just embarrassing one yard. But, I mean, I think you're looking three to four years ahead. The The Lions have the best potential of anyone in that division. Because mm. we know Rodgers is going to be gone. Yeah, but Jordan Love could be a pretty good quarterback. He so. could be. He could be. You can't count out the Packers. It all de- yeah, it all depends on Jordan Love, though. Yeah. So if yeah. he's bad, then they are going to be ugly. Because the thing about the Vikings is, you know, Don't I do think Kellen Kirk Mond. Cousins. Yeah. <laughs> Kirk, I think Kirk Cousins will still be there in four to five years. Ooh, I don't know about that. But yeah, I th- I feel either like way, him for no reason. You know, you're seeing Dalvin get hurt a lot now. Um, Adam Thielen spent a lot of the year last year hurt. You're seeing the team. I mean, we. I think they're going to fall off, but I think they're good. I. I just think. Three to four years from now, the Lions might be top of that division. Yeah. All right. And the Bears reek. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now it's time for our game picks for next week's NFL games. And we're starting it off with Thursday night football between the Jags and the Bengals. The game's in Cincinnati, and the Bengals are currently seven and a half point favorites. Um, I'm going to take the Bengals to win that game. Yeah, I like the Bengals pretty easily. Although, would it shock me if Jacksonville pulled off the upset? I mean, maybe, maybe not. But, I mean, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow looked awesome together. So, I'd expect the Bengals to keep rolling and improving. Yeah, and kind of off topic, though, but with the co- rookie quarterbacks struggling the way they are, you might see a offensive rookie of the year go to a receiver this year. Yeah. no, Jamar's yeah. look great. Rondell's look pretty good. Um, I don't know if a running back this looked great that's a rookie, but I'm sure there is possibly one. Is there? I don't, I don't even – I was trying to go through <laughs> it. I mean, Najee's just getting hit all the time. And yeah. He's getting the volume, but not the production. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like you said, it might it could, very well could go. And I think Devonta's playing okay, and Jalen Waddle is playing good. You know, I think the first-round receivers are playing well. Yeah. Man, I got to go with the Bengals. You know, I feel like at home, they're coming off a big one over my Steelers, which was a very painful game to watch, but, you know, it happened. And 
they look like a good football team. They got a really good offense. You know, Joe Burrow's doing his thing. As you guys said, Jamar Chase has been a stud, and T. Higgins should be healthy for the game, so I think they should roll to a pretty easy victory. Next up, we have my putrid Steelers at the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are seven-point favorites at home. Give me the Packers. Yeah, that bad man is going to – Oh, he! Oh, he's gonna—he's gonna violate us, man. It's not even gonna it's be gonna... close. <laughs> Hammer that seven points. That's my lock of the week. Okay, the Packers are going to dominate us. They're gonna move the ball up and down the field without a problem. It's gonna be so embarrassing. I hope Mike Tomlin is fired after this game. And I love Mike Tomlin, but I'm just done. We're gonna lose by thirty points. It's gonna be an abomination. It's gonna be an embarrassment. I'm telling all my fellow Steelers fans: do not watch this game. Do not even bother because we are mm. going to get it. I mean, I'm gonna watch and I'm gonna, you know, put a lot of emotional uh, attachment on this game because that's what I do to myself every <laughs> week with the Steelers. But I'm just saying right now. Well, I hope I re-listen to this podcast and take my own advice because it's gonna be bad. We're gonna get killed. Lock I it hope- in. I definitely think that Mike Tomlin thing is an insane take. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm kidding. Here's I mean, the deal. I pray to God the Packers do win. Oh, my God. If the Steelers win, dude, you'll be unbearable. Oh, that'll week. be bad. It'll be so, terrible. We're yeah. the parades back on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see got, what happens. Here, we'll see wait, what I happens. I got a question. Big Ben over under two and a half interceptions. I'll say under. Under. For this game. I have a feeling it's going to be under, but we're still going to get beat. Oh, no. Let's say Big Ben <laughs> over under a pass over 10 yards. Not happening. <laughs> <laughs> I got I to go the over on that one. You know what I'm saying. Okay. All right. Next up, we got the Falcons and the football team. The Falcons are at home, but the football team are currently a one point favorite. I'm going to go as a homer here. I do think, like I've been saying, the Falcons are improving, and they finally got a win this week. And something about Washington, I don't know. The defense, we really like highly rated the defense, but they have not ranked well at all. That defense sucks this year. I don't, yeah, we said we were like, you know, really high on it, but they have not turned out to be like as dominant as we thought they were. You know, the offense is still. Offense looks good. They have weapons, but Heineke, I don't know if he's that guy still. So I'm going to go with the Falcons. I think they keep steadily improving. Kyle Pitts gets involved this week. I think it. I think Atlanta takes this one in an upset. Um, I'm going to take wa- – upset. I'm going to take Washington <laughs> to win this game. Um, I think Washington's I, – I mean, congrats on the win, LK, but you beat a team that Washington's already beat this year. Um, yeah, I think Washington <laughs> – I think they suck, but I think they're not a bad suck. Like, they got beat by the Bills, but, I mean, they play decent. And, and, you know, the Chargers, they almost beat the Chargers. So, I think they definitely can – definitely will win this game. Yeah, man. I got to go with Lucas here and go with the Falcons. I think that their win against the Giants wasn't the most impressive. They still got it done. But it was, that, home, that game was bad. <laughs> yeah, but being at home in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, I think that they can get something going. I think Matt Ryan can pull something out of his hat. Even though he's been pretty disappointing this year, I just think at home, like you said, Kyle Pitts is going to get involved. I think they're going to win the football game. Close game, but I think they're going to pull it off. Next up, we have the Texans at the Bills. The Bills are 16-and-a-half-point favorites. That's insane. <laughs> um, I'm going to take the Bills to win. 
For sure. Uh, the 16 and a half seems crazy, especially if Tyrod's playing, but I don't think he would be. But, yeah, I'll take the Bills. Yeah, give me Buffalo kind of easily. Same here, man. I think the Bills are going to roll. I wouldn't take that 16 and a half, but I still think the Bills are a very safe bet to win. Next up, we got the Lions at the Bears. The Bears are three and a half oh, point favorites at home. Yeah, they play this week. <laughs> Bears are three and a half point favorites at home. I'm I gotta take the Lions, dude. I have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like one of those spots where the Bears actually come out and just beat up on the Lions, but I do think the Lions are the better team. So give me Detroit. I agree with you guys, man. I think the Lions are going to win the football game. I think um, Jared Goff's going to go out and have a great game. I think their stable of running backs are all going to play really well. You know, I think DeAndre Swift especially is going to have a killer game. Um, I think uh, as a whole. <laughs> no, but overall. Dude, that's inappropriate. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, you know, I had to, I had to, I had to throw it in there. You know, I How long have you been myself. waiting on to say that joke? <laughs> Like 10 or 15 minutes. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, man, the, the, the Lions are a pretty good team. I think they're going to go on the road and upset the Bears. I think they're a better football team, as you said, Jackson. And I just think they have more momentum right now. They're moving in the right direction, even though they're 0-3. And I think the Bears are moving in the wrong direction. Next up, we got the Carolina Panthers at the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are five-point favorites at home. Give me... This is my gut pick of the week. I'm gonna go Carolina. Wow. Oh. This yeah. is uh, this is a tough one. I, I feel like this this could very well be the sneaky game of the week, or this could really just this could tell us how good Carolina is because yeah, I mean, we you know they've been off and on. They beat the Saints, but you know I don't know. I'm going to go with Dallas, though. I think they beat them, especially at home. I think Dallas is coming off a good win. I think the offense will keep rolling. Well, sort of like you with the Lions, Jackson. I was already singing the Cowboys' praises, so I have to pick them. And I would have picked them <laughs> anyway, but now i got to be more extra with it. And I believe in Dak at home. You know, I think Carolina is a really good team, but – we're talking about Dak Prescott. We're talking about CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, a good offensive line. You know, Zeke will probably do his thing. Their defense has been making plays. I expect Trayvon Digg to give uh, Sam Darnold some nightmares. Remember that game up in Foxborough? He was seeing ghosts throwing four interceptions. We're not going to see that, but we're going to see some struggles because the Cowboys' secondaries look great, and I think they're going to get the win at home. Next up, we got the Colts at the Dolphins. The Dolphins are surprisingly one-point favorites at home. Um, I got the coats here. This seems like a spot where I would pick the Colts to win, but I think this is my gut pick, and I think I'm going to go with Miami. I think Miami's defense will ball out here. Man, I got to go with Jackson and go with the Colts just because I think they're 0-3. They need a win. I think they're going to go on the road. Wentz is going to, you know, work some Wentz magic. Might be the only time we'll see it this year, but I think he'll play a solid game. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to go off, run the ball really well. I think the Colts are going to impose their will and win because they're better better than an 0-4 team, and I think they're going to show that, especially with a terrible quarterback in Miami right now, Jacoby Brissett. I don't believe in him one bit. So I got to go with the Colts in this spot. Next up, we got the Browns at the Vikings. The Browns are one and a half point favorites at, at, on the road. Hmm. I uh, definitely Browns here. 
Yeah, I think this will be a statement win by the Browns. They'll, I think they'll win here. Closest game of the week. I think this is going to be back and forth. I think that you're going to want to hammer that over. It's 52 and a half right now. I think it's going to be an incredible game to watch. I think it's going to be back and forth fireworks. But in the end, I'm picking Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns to get it done. After singing the praises of the Vikings, dude, you're going to switch up on Hey, I got to go with the Browns, man. <laughs> I said right now the Vikings are better than – I said the Vikings are better than what we thought. They're going to go like 7 and 10 or 8 and 9. But that's better than what we thought. So I'm going with the Browns in this spot. Next up, we got the Giants at the Saints. The Saints are eight-point favorites at home. Saints. Yeah, Saints. Yeah, it's who dat over here. It's Saints by far. Jameis is going to go out. Jameis is going to have another pretty good game. I mean, he hasn't really had any good games yardage-wise, but he got back on track. Hey, but he got back on track. Jay Boo. We back on that train because, I mean, look. He didn't have a very good game yardage-wise, but he got back on track. Didn't uh, have any interceptions. You know, he threw two touchdown passes. He looked really comfortable. <laughs> they coasted to a win against New England, so I got the Saints. Actually, before you move on, dude, I need a stipulation set real quick. All right, go for it. Lucas has to say who that or he picks the Giants this week. Give me that. Who that? Damn. No, I'm not doing that. No, they're right. Oh, <laughs> so he takes the Giants. Yeah, dang, dude, that's Dainty awesome. Dimes will die. <laughs> now he's taking the Saints. I'm not doing that to him. We got a oh, record man, that, while riding on this. That so I would do like any of the other rivals. Just can't do it for them. Oh, would you do? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, but man, the Saints are obviously going to roll. There's yeah. no question about that. Next yeah, up, we got top three, bottom three, <laughs> bottom three. very bottom, bottom three. three. Might be bottom Ooh, yeah. two. <laughs> Next up, we got the Titans at the Jets. The Titans on a roll are seven and a half point favorites on the road. Titans for sure. Yep, Titans. I agree, man. I think the Titans are going to easily cover that point spread and win in a blowout. The Jets right now are an absolute disaster, and I don't see it getting any better anytime soon. Next up, we got the Chiefs on the road against the Eagles looking to get back on track. They are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Oh, dude. I would definitely take that line for the Chiefs right there, and they definitely win. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're kind of – they're probably a little – I would definitely get the Chiefs there. Yeah, I agree. I think the Chiefs are going to win pretty handily. I mean, Mahomes has to go out and have a big game. I think Tyreek Hill, um, Travis Kelsey, they're going to have a huge game. They're going to, you know, rebound, show that, you know, they're still the best offense in the NFL when they're clicking on all cylinders. So I definitely think the Chiefs are going to have a statement win and say, hey, we're back. I think I feel really confident in that with Kansas City. Next up, we got Jackson's Cardinals. At the L.A. Rams, his best team in the NFC. What's the spread? The Rams are currently favored by six at home. <laughs> I'm taking I know Arizona. It's hard for you, man. Oh, my God. Oh, you did it. Oh, <laughs> I, I didn't expect you to do it. I'm taking Arizona, dude. I'm rolling with the cards. Wow. I'm kind of surprised, man. If we win. 
You don't. You guys might have to do this podcast by yourself next week, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. yeah, I'm taking the Cardinals. Okay. Okay. I'll I go with the Rams it. here. I'll go with the Rams here. It's the. Uh, it's the Rams. We've been talking about them as the best team in the league. It's. It just seems like a. It could be an upset, but I I like Matthew Stafford and company. <laughs> Imagine Kentucky and Arizona wins this week, dude. <laughs> You'll be unbearable, but you're unbearable all the time, so we're used to it. Um, <laughs> nah. Hey, hey, I'm going with the Rams in this one with Lucas. I just feel like they're a better football team. I think it's going to be a really good game, but give me the Rams at home. Matthew Stafford probably in first right now for MVP. He looks amazing. I think at home they're going to handle their business and get it done. And then we got another NFC West matchup. The Seahawks are at the 49ers. The Niners are currently three-point favorites. Give me the Seahawks in this game. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, I'm not Russell's biggest fan by no means, but they're not a one-in-three team. Uh, I'm going to go – I think I'm going to go with Seattle as well here. I think uh, – I just think that secondary for the – Niners is just too too bad right now. I guess I'm all alone in this one, folks. I'm taking the San Francisco 49ers at home. I think they're going to bounce back after a loss last week. I feel really good about this pick. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have a good enough game for them to win. I think their running game is going to be great. And overall, I just trust their coach more than the coach for Seattle because I'm not a big Pete Carroll guy. I'm a big Shanahan guy. I think he's a top five coach in the league. I think Pete Carroll was a top five coach, but I think those days are past. I think he's still pretty solid, but overall, I give the edge to the 49ers at home. Next up, we got the Ravens at the Broncos. The Broncos are currently one and a half point favorites at home. Um, I'm going to take the Broncos to win this game. Yeah, yeah, I think the defense is going to look really good. And, I mean, I think Denver will keep playing. This will be, like, their first big test, but I think that they will pull it out here. I agree, man. I got the Broncos as well. I think their defense is one of the best in the NFL right now. And Lamar, he's been playing pretty well, but his receivers have been playing awful. Marquise had three key drops this past week and against a much better secondary in Denver than what the Lions have. I don't think it's going to be pretty. I think it's going to be like a 21 to 10 type ball game, you know, 20 to seven, something like that. Really low scoring. But I don't think Lamar and the Ravens are going to get anything going on the ground or in the air against that defense. Next up, we got the Buccaneers at the Patriots Sunday night football. Tom Brady's highly built, highly anticipated homecoming. The Buccaneers are six and a half point favorites on the road. This is unquestionably the biggest game of the weekend. Who we got? Uh, Buccaneers are killing them. I think Tom Brady's going to be looking for blood. It'll be. I think Tampa will just. I think they'll handle New England there. Tom Brady is a bad man. I think you're talking <laughs> about Aaron Rodgers right now. I think you got mixed up. Tom Brady is a bad man, but Bill Belichick is evil. I'm taking the Patriots to win this game. Oh, no. Yes. What? Wow. Yes. Wow. Are you kidding That's quite me? That's upset. I, dude, this ain't, this game just feels like, uh, what are hey, those I, movies called? 
They got the Chewbacca guy in them. Star, uh, Star Wars. Wars. Oh, yeah, you kidding me? Yeah. Um, uh, I feel Chewbacca. like that uh, guy Darth Vader is. Uh, does he win? I don't. I don't. No, he dies in the end. Oh yeah, Bill Belichick's eventually gonna die, but he's gonna win this match. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's fair enough. Okay. Well, if you want to make a Star Wars analogy, technically you could say like Tom Brady was like Anakin, who was like on the good side, and then he like uh, left. So I, our I man... don't, I don't know Anakin. I don't even know what that means, dude. Um... <laughs> that's just pathetic, man. That, that's just sad. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. That's just, I just I, don't like Chewbacca, that stuff. That's just Chewbacca. gross, man. The Chew... <laughs> it's like... Chewbacca, okay. And I'm not even a Star Wars guy, and even I know that, okay. Here's the deal, Chewbacca. dude. That was so good. I just, I've never been into that type of stuff. Like Harry Potter, Star Wars, like fantasy stuff. Just well, sorry you had a bad me. childhood, dude. I mean, I'm sorry I'm a normal person. <laughs> like I care about reality. <laughs> Countdown in three, two. I respect that. I really do. I think that's a bold pick, Jackson. But I got to go with the Bucks in this spot. I think Tom Brady's going to get revenge. I think he's going to walk up in there, throw three or four touchdowns, and the Buccaneers are going to win the game. It's as simple as that. I hope Mac Jones balls out. I would love to see it, but it's a hard reality to imagine um, the Patriots being the Buccaneers, especially with where both those teams are at right now. Finally, finally, last but not least, we got a huge AFC West clash on Monday night football, by far the biggest Monday night football game of this year. Thus far, it's the Raiders at the Chargers. The Chargers are three and a half point favorites at home. I think Justin Herbert keeps the train rolling. I think they win the game, finally put an end to the Raiders' undefeated streak here. Yeah, I have to agree. I think the Chargers win this game pretty easily. I agree, man. I think the Chargers at home, it's going to be a close one, but I believe in Justin Herbert to pull it out because, like I said, he's an MVP candidate, and these are the games where you prove you're an MVP candidate. So put your money on Justin Herbert. I feel really confident about him getting this done. Agreed. 